Hello, and welcome to the Passionate Gratitude Podcast. I am your host, Amanda Roberts, wife, mother, and follower of Christ. I am a newbie homeschool mom and a serial business owner with a master's degree in social work and a passion for helping others organize their life. Buckle up for a ride into my day-to-day life where I'll be sharing all the things from faith to fitness, crushing goals to homeschooling, wellness to organizing, and everything in between. Hi guys, I just wanted to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by Ducks in a Row Organizing Life, which is my professional organizing business where we do in-home professional organizing as well as life coaching and productivity coaching. So today's episode is brought to you by Ducks in a Row, especially my brand new workshop called the Productivity Power Hour Workshop. So make sure you check that out on my website and I look forward to serving you through Ducks in a Row. Thanks, guys. Friends, I am so happy to be back again here on the Passionate Gratitude Podcast. Once again, I feel like it's been a long time, but it has actually only been a couple weeks this time, and we are still in kind of this summer break, summer interim uh, period where I am still recording a couple of episodes to finish out season one, but this as far as I know, and I, I like to, um, you know, I like to keep my options open, but as far as I know, this will be the final episode in season one, and probably sometime uh, in the next month, month and a half, I will be starting season two. So I am so glad you are here, and if this does happen to be the last episode or Um, you know, next to the last, whatever the case may be, I am so happy that you have been here and that you have come on this journey with me for this first season of the Passionate Gratitude Podcast. It has been so fun for me, and I pray it has been so helpful for you. So thank you for being here. I always like to get that out of the way first. So what are we talking about today? I'm so excited to bring you this episode because it is Back to School 101. So last year, probably, oh gosh, I can't really remember, probably November, October, November maybe, um, I did a homeschooling 101. You know, it could have even been January. <laughs> mm, forgive me. But anyway, I did a homeschooling 101 episode and I thought, and I actually got really good feedback from that and a lot of people downloaded that episode. So thank you if that was you. So I thought, you know, I think people like to hear this. So I decided to do a back to school 101 podcast here today on Passionate Gratitude Podcast. So that's what we're going to be covering. And believe it or not, I have seven points to go over, which seems like a lot, but they're pretty quick. All right. So buckle in for this. I am so excited. I am trying to kind of use my uh, productivity, time management, scheduling, routine skills that I have, you know, as a productivity coach with my uh, professional organizing and productivity business ducks in a row. So if you are new here and this is the first episode you're listening to, hi, I'm Amanda, by the way, I am your host, but also I am the owner and operator and coach, uh, productivity coach for Ducks in a Row Organizing Life, which is my professional organizing business that I've had for about seven years. 
and just started uh, and just recently introduced productivity coaching into the realm of things that I do. And so I kind of like to take those skills and the knowledge and what I have here to offer to uh, to you folks that are listening in and especially with a back to school twist today because I know that it can be very, very stressful. And I also am really happy to be, bring, to be bringing this to you because I have experience in back to school in the quote unquote regular world, which, you know, is public school or private school, but a type of school that's in a building that is not in your home and that, you know, your kids are at for about six hours a day. And now I also have a year of homeschooling under my belt. So I have about two three years. I have three years of experience of my boys going to public school and now one year of experience of my boys uh, being in homeschool. And we are now uh, getting ready and getting geared up and prepared for our second year of homeschool. So I can bring you kind of both perspectives and that's what I plan on doing here. So I'm really excited to be able to do that. So let's jump right in. I am going to actually name off these seven things first uh, in case you want to kind of write them down preliminarily. You can pause as I'm speaking and write them down, um, all seven of these points, but I want to just speak them out first and then we'll go over them in, t- in detail as we go. Okay, so here are my seven back to school 101 points that I am bringing you today here on the podcast. So number one, have a family meeting. Number two, set expectations early and often. Number three, purchase materials early. Number four, create a routine. Number five, create a physical schedule that the kids can follow based on that routine. Six, have a designated space for school items and supplies. And seven, model all of this as the parent. So those are my seven points and I'm so excited to kind of jump right into detail here. So let's start with number one. Without further ado, let's start with one with number one. So I love the I love the family meeting thing because I don't I don't know why, but my mind kind of goes back to like, um, you know, I don't even know, like what what uh, what is that in like Andy Griffith or like, I don't know, like Dennis the Menace, some kind of like black and white TV show from like the 60s or something like a long time ago when, um, you know, these families had family meetings. And I feel like nowadays that has kind of gone by the wayside. I, I hope and pray that families are still having meetings. I think family meetings are fabulous. And full disclosure, I have family meetings almost weekly with my boys. Um, it's not only it's not always with my husband, unfortunately. We, we do a lot as a whole, you know, all four of us as a family unit, unit, but I am the one, you know, here all day, every day with my precious boys. And so I do tend to actually uh, have these family meetings more often with just me and the boys. So I think family meetings are fabulous, and I really, really think that when kicking off a school year, it is imperative to have a family meeting, and as a matter of fact, you can't really do, let me see, step two, 
four, five, <laughs> and maybe even six, you can't even do those steps without having a family meeting first. You definitely can't do step two without having a family meeting first. So the family meeting is so, so, so important. So designate a time, designate a space, warn your kids of it ahead of time, warn your husband of it, whatever, uh, ahead of time so that you are all prepared and you're all coming and you're all ready to sit down and have this family meeting. And I recommend that it, you know, that you set the expectation of, hey, it might be a good hour. It could even be two hours. Maybe we'll do it over dinner, you know, or start during dinner and then kind of wrap up dinner and finish it or whatever the case may be. But definitely plan for enough time to sit down as a family and be able to uh, have this discussion about about what to expect when school starts. So that's number one with the family meeting. Number two, during this meeting in particular, you're going to set expectations. Um, And I have as my second bullet point, set expectations early and often. So it's not only going to happen during this meeting, right? But um, it's going to happen during the meeting to kind of start. And then you're going to remind your family of these expectations probably daily. (laughs) Let's be real here, right? So set expectations. What does that look like? So whatever the plan may be, you know, maybe you guys have soccer, maybe you have football, maybe you have band practice, maybe you um, are homeschooling and there are just so many expectations that need to be set for behaviors, for time management and the expectations of how long things should be taking the kids and taking you, the expectations of, of even what's for snack, what's for dinner, what I'm packing for lunch, what you're buying for lunch, or what I'm making you for lunch and dinner here because you're you are at home for homeschool or whatever the case may be set every expectation you can think of be annoyingly intricate when it comes to this and I tell this to my coaching clients all the time I I always am telling people to go overboard and be annoyingly detailed because when you are doing these sorts of plans and trying to set these routine routine routines, expectations, um, and trying, you know, with productivity and everything, it is very important to be uh, annoyingly detailed and extremely intricate in making sure you cover every single base. So write those things down and share them with your family early and often. Tell your kids what you expect of them for behaviors, especially if you're homeschooling. And if you are doing a behavior chart or you're doing incentives or however you do the behaviors in your home. Um, And that's not only for homeschooling. It just might need to be a little bit more for homeschooling. But your kids are still at home in the evening, you know, even if they are going to uh, a public school. So, you know, you need to remember that and make sure that you are setting those expectations for behavior um, for, for the kids' diets, you know, for time management and the the time expected for them to get their math done, whether it be a homeschool setting or again, the homework or whatever, right? Uh, Set those expectations. Now, that kind of, along with setting those expectations, you as the parent probably need to spend some time uh, before the family meeting and before you sit down and kind of rattle it off, you yourself need to sit down and kind of write down these expectations and get your own head straight first before you bring it to your family so you know what you're bringing to your family 
and you're not just kind of shooting from the hip, right? Uh, so that is number two, very, very important. And probably, to be honest with you, like the most important thing on this list, in my opinion, because when setting those expectations and making sure everybody's on the same page and understands it, you can come back later whenever somebody is not meeting those expectations and you can have a calm, cool, collected discussion about like, hey, do you remember when we talked about this? Uh, and do you remember I reminded you just yesterday about this expectation? You are not meeting that. And so now you need to decide what you're going to do to meet that expectation and to right whatever wrong happened, right? So setting them and and reminding them, uh, reminding your children of the expectations often is very, very important because not only are you putting that into their memory bank and they can store it in there so that they are, are meeting those expectations more naturally, but you can also come back and refer to it and it's not like they're being blindsided with something that they didn't know was a rule or an expectation um, because, you know, you didn't say it enough. And it doesn't have to be nagging. <laughs> It doesn't have to look like nagging. You can say it gently, calmly, and with the utmost amount of love so that your children know you're doing it out of love and because you want what is best for them. Okay, so that is number two, set expectations early and often. So number three, purchase materials early. And I say this because the mail is slow nowadays, friends, is it not? So uh, definitely, definitely, definitely try and get on the ball with this. If you, as a matter of fact, if you are listening to this as soon as it's released, which is uh, Monday, August 2nd, uh, I definitely want you to be purchasing your stuff very soon. I have actually not yet, even as a, as a home cool mom. Well, that's not true. I've done most of it. I have, I think, three more things to get or two more things to get um, as far as books and curriculum are concerned. But I have some supplies I need to, to get as well. But so even as a, as a public school mom, homeschool mom, whoever, whatever you are, purchase your material early and, you know, you can go to a store for it, obviously, and get it in one day. But if you are somebody that likes to shop online, which is my family, we we definitely, uh, us online shoppers, need to get on it very, very soon. Uh, make sure you print off any lists that your public school may have for materials and supplies that you need to be responsible for as the family. And also, again, if you're a homeschool parent, if you are in some sort of co-op or uh, you, know, you have some sort of community you meet with, make sure you are getting all of the material needed for that. If you are completely on your own and you buy your curriculum um, completely on your own, then obviously you're going to be wanting to get that very soon. And I would say um, as soon as you are done listening to this podcast. (laughs) Um, So that is very important. And that is just part of being prepared and making sure you have everything before school starts. I know last year for me with homeschooling, it was kind of, we were thrown into the mix really last minute. It took us a while to make our decisions. And it was honestly August uh, before we even made the decision. And I ordered the curriculum I needed and it, it did not come before school started because mail is slow. And so obviously in that situation, we didn't have much choice. We did the best we could. But I can tell you from experience that you don't want to wait. You don't want to sit on it. You want to get you want to get to it as soon as possible. So that is number three, purchase materials early. Uh, number four, create a routine. 
I love routines and schedules. If you are new here, I love routines and schedules. They're my favorite. And so, of course, I'm going to come to you and I'm going to say create a routine. That is part of expectations. They kind of really go hand in hand. But a routine is going to be something that is more kind of laid out, uh, you know, visibly for somebody to see. And you, as the parent, need to be spending the time deciding what the routine is going to look like. When are your kids going to get up? How much time do you need in the morning uh, to get them ready for the day or to help them get ready or whatever? Or if they're independent, how long do they need, you know, to get themselves ready? And what's it look like after school? You know what I mean? Um, What kind of sports do they have? What kind of activities after school are they going to have? What all is expected of them in their, in their whatever sort of schooling or curriculum that they're doing? Um, What, what do the weekends look like? What do you have planned for this first semester for fall up into Christmas? There is no reason to, to not be planning and thinking ahead of even what the, the weekends look like and getting that all all sorted and situated in your head and on paper so that you can work from it. And that leads me into number five. So number four, real quick again, create a routine. It leads me into number five though, because it's number five has a little bit more detail. It's create a physical schedule. So you're going to take that routine that you want to establish and that routine could even include, you know, your meals for the week, right? or how often you're going to eat out or the budget that is, you know, is in food or whatever, school supplies or after school, after school activity supplies. Um, and you're going to take all of that and actually create a physical schedule. So for me, you know, I have my own schedules for my, for work and for, you know, being the homeschool mom and before and after school and all the things. Um, but then I also create a separate schedule just for my boys that is on a piece of paper that is laminated. I think I went over this back in Homeschool 101, if you want to refer to that. Um, And also, I probably did a reel on my Instagram about it too, that um, kind of talked a little bit about how I do it. But so what I do is I I try to make it look cute. I mean, it's not super, it's not super eye-pleasing, but it's the best that it is. Um, and I created that for the boys and then I printed it out and I laminated it and I gave them a dry erase marker. And then what they do then is, again, this goes along with routines and expectations. They're looking at their sheet and they are crossing it off or checking it off when they are done of ever, you know, when they're done with everything in that daily schedule. So it kind of takes that routine and kind of makes it a little bit more advanced and just kind of hypes it up a little for them to have something in front of them for them to, to mark off each day. Now, if your kid is not a homeschooler and they, they do go to public school, I would still put some sort of routine or schedule up in your house somewhere. It can even just be a calendar that details the activities of the day. And they don't necessarily have to go through and check mark that off, but they can come home from school and they can look at the schedule and see what's going on so that they are not kind of blindsided by it. Some kids are okay with that. I definitely have one child that is not okay with that. He likes to know what's going on all the time. So um, that's super helpful for him. Obviously, for your children, it might be different, and that's fine too. But um, it's definitely very, very helpful helpful when talking about expectations because then they already know what the expectations are, and they're right in front of them. They can check them off, they can mark them off, or they can refer to them at any point in time. So creating a physical schedule is super duper duper important. I am going to put a little 30 second plug in right here (laughs) just because why not? I am going to put my little plug in that I can help you through my productivity and organizing uh, business ducks in a row that I talked about earlier. I 
will absolutely help you with that. I have a package called uh, product, uh, Powerful Productivity Coaching Light, which is a one-hour consultation with me, one-hour session, I should say, where I kind of gather all the information that I need, and then uh, based on that, I create a schedule for you. Uh, and we can discuss at that point if you want you know, a schedule that is just for your children, if you are a homeschooler and they want to mark things off, uh, or if they're not a homeschooler and you just want it kind of for you before and after school and for the kids before and after school, uh, and there's lots of different ways to make it neat, cute, pretty, whatever, or just just, you know, functional for your family. And we can go over that as well. So I have that option for you. I just wanted to take a second and uh, let you know about that. Okay, so that is number five, creating a physical schedule that the kids can follow. Number six is have a designated space for school items. So I really, really like this for homeschool in particular. Um, I had it when my kids were in public school, but it's definitely more needed um, when my now that my kids are in homeschooling because obviously we are in our house and I don't want a big crazy mess, right? So... Um, it is definitely more important at that point in time. And what I have done, so I'll just let you know what I do here. So last year, I had a shelf in their playroom, which kind of also doubled as a schoolroom in the beginning of the year. But honestly, uh, by the end of the year, we weren't in there anymore. Just did, there wasn't enough space. So we ended up in our dining room. But what I've done is I've created caddies and bins so that we can easily put stuff away at the end of the day so that my my kitchen, dining room, living room doesn't become the schoolroom all the time. It's the schoolroom during school, okay? And then the rest of the time, it is our kitchen, family room, and dining room. <laughs> and I think that's very important as homeschool families if you are able to still have your home be your home uh, as much as you can. If it doesn't bother you, then that's fine. But for me personally, I, I like it to still look like my home. So I created bins and caddies, and then they just carry their books back, and they put them on the shelf. Now this year, I created a space in my office for their stuff, uh, and they're going to be putting it away in there. It doesn't really matter where you do it. It just matters um, that it's done, basically, is what I'm trying to say. So uh, caddies, bins, and all sorts of things like that, and a shelf to house that stuff when it is not being used. And then I also just want to touch on for public school families, it is also very important to have a space because it is really, really nice to have uh, a drop zone that doesn't become <laughs> Mount Everest or it looks like a hurricane went through and messed everything up. A lot of times, you know, families will have just their kitchen counter and then all their kids' school supplies are all over the place. That happens whether it's homeschool or public school. And I I know that for a fact. So uh, even as public schoolers or whatever, traditional school, whatever, um, it's very, very important to still have a place, uh, a drop zone, a, a, a desk, a table, shelves, whatever it might be. Uh, maybe their backpack on hooks in the mudroom and then they have a bin in there that they put their, their extra stuff or a cork board where they can put papers up that you need to look at or a three-tiered system, which I love for paperwork. Um, where you have each kid has their own tier and they're putting their papers in there that mom and dad need to look at before the next day or the next week that permission slips that need signed or or activities that are coming up that the parents need to be made aware of. There's not as many papers nowadays uh, because of everything being virtual, which is really great and, you know, email or whatever. But 
there are still those papers. And that way you as the parent can intercede that stuff, plug it into your calendars as need be, sign the things, put them back in the backpacks and kind of just go from there. But it's very important to still have a drop zone and a designated area for school items, supplies, and papers that come home, whether you are homeschooled or in public school. So that is number six, have a designated space for school items. Which brings us to point number seven, which is another favorite of mine, and that is model. So model these behaviors as a parent. Model the behavior of all the expectations. If you have set these routines and these schedules and these expectations and you as the parent are not following them, it is going to be very, very difficult for your children to follow them. They're not going to understand why it's important if mom and dad aren't doing it, right? So keeping to your own schedule, you know, keeping to the schedule you created for your kids. And that doesn't mean you can't pivot. It. That doesn't mean that you can't, you know, roll with the punches if a bad day is happening or something happened unexpected or whatever the case may be. Uh, but at that point, that's when you kind of talk to your children about, oh, yeah, this came up. This made it took, you know, put a wrench in our plans. We're gonna have to do something different, and that's okay. Your kids will learn. But being open and honest about that and modeling these behaviors as the parent is so much more important than you probably even realize. So that is a big piece of advice from me. Um, obviously staying calm, cool, collected, and, and loving and caring towards your kids is also very helpful in this situation so that they don't feel like they're coming at you from, you know, a, a weird angle. That You guys are on the same page, right, is basically what I'm trying to say. So I've rattled on for way longer than I expected, and I'm going to wrap this up. But you guys, I really, really hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope it was really helpful for you, and I hope all of these tips you're able to use as we are back in the swing of things with school. And I wish you guys all of the rest of your summer to be happy and a wonderful start to the school year. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you subscribe and share with your friends. And don't forget to tag me on social media when you do. Always remember, lead your life with passionate gratitude. God bless. Until next time.